0: Are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy tuesday thanks for keeping it locked on wildcats all right now we've been talking about gunner,
1: sorry, gunner there, Cruz. sorry there i wanted to open my uh, yeah. can right. for uh, brady's biggest as, detractor as you
0: should mm-hmm. gunner Cruz, uh will plumber but let's talk about some quarterback battles from uh yesteryear now the first the one the only one that i that the one that always should come to any Arizona fan's mind is not whoever George Malauulu was challenging to hand the ball off or, you know, run I think that was Heath Bray. Heath Bray, (laughs) correct, yes. There you go. That's not what should come to mind. There's only one that should come to mind, and that's where – and that's Ortiz is, Jenkins. Is and it Keith. Bruno? Bruno yeah. I, and Bruno agrees with us. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. But Ortiz Jenkins and Keith Smith is the only one that should really come to mind. And you know what's you know what's fascinating looking back on that is how they were able to make that work because both guys had such high expectations at different points. When Keith Smith Keith Smith big time big time high school football recruit, but you know what he was five foot ten. He was undersized, he was, right? And you know what base and he was good at base, plays minor league baseball. So, he comes to the U of A, and you could tell his, his freshman year, you know, when he got in there, he's good. Now, you didn't know how good he was going to be, but you could tell he was good. And then, but then Ortiz Jenkins hits the scene. And Ortiz Jenkins, to me, was like a, he was kind of like a meteor that 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 freshman year when he hit the scene. Because I want to say a nine, 19 touchdowns, 5 picks. But what was so much different about him, at least initially, appeared, man, they can open up the playbook with this guy and Dick Tomey Arizona playbook offensively was generally not open. Mm-hmm. And so you get this guy in there and I remember thinking to myself, are we looking at an NFL quarterback here because he could move? I mean, he wasn't a great runner, but he could move around. He had a huge arm. His I mean, he could make all the throws. No,
1: he can make one throw. And, and, it, was it, was a, and it was about 50 it was about 50
0: yards. Yeah. But you know what but we, you know when a freshman hits the scene right. like that, that's what you're that's what you're looking at. And it's just weird. now Now Ortiz Jenkins obviously the highlight for his career at U of A was his freshman year I don't think there's any doubt about it he kind of comes back to earth by about the midway through Keith Smith's obviously the best quarter the better quarterback of the two what's fascinating though to me is how Tommy was able to keep both of those guys happy right there Ortiz Jenkins who you know while not being nearly as good as I think a lot of people thought he was going to be was still a starting caliber quarterback you're able to keep him around and at the same time Keith Smith's still gonna be the guy that's going to have the ball when you need to win a
1: game yeah and 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 there was it looked like it was this weird chemistry where one was able to push the other with the possi- with the legitimate possibility of either being on the uh, on the field at any given time mm-hmm. uh, and, and you're right Jenkins had obviously more skill set but I don't think it's terribly surprising that based on the baseball background and from that his ability to make better pinpoint passes mm-hmm. once Smith figured out how to overcome being 5'10 mm-hmm. and was mature enough to read defenses and make the right plays he was probably going to have better touch than Jenkins ever was mm-hmm. and I think that uh, I think that proved itself to be the case and it was probably the detriments that they had at Arizona were detriments that ultimately carried over to whatever limited uh, You know, professional endeavors they both ultimately had. Mm -hmm. Jenkins could never make a multitude of passes, and Smith ultimately wasn't tall enough uh, to be effective in what was the NFL at that given time. Mm -hmm. And but at Arizona, you know, they were able to function pretty well, and sometimes very well. Now you were you
0: were still covering the team pretty closely at that point, correct? Yeah. Now, was there ever? Was there ever legitimate friction behind the scene?
1: If there was, it's possible. It makes sense that there would be some discontent, but not that I'm really aware of. I mm-hmm. think I think your inclination uh, that Tommy did a pretty good job being able to balance that uh, is accurate. Mm-hmm. And and I think it was that obviously very helpful to Arizona and, and a great testament to Smith and Jenkins. I also think, too,
0: that... I think we got to give the guy our guy Kelvin Ephon a little bit of credit here because that's why when when Tommy would talk about how Kelvin ha- made a lot of issues easier for him, I would assume, and I've never really talked with him about it, but that's probably one of them where yeah, very well, it, it could be, you know, where it's one of those things where I think there was enough leadership
1: qualities on those. Teams. I don't, I don't. This is this is yes, yes, there absolutely was. This is, and I don't know how many. Y- y- you know, you've you've heard a lot of stories and a lot of folks who have been around at any given time. I think our friend Anthony Jamino is probably much more suited to that, discuss...
0: That guy.
1: That guy is suited to, you know, discuss some of the specific inner workings mm-hmm. during that era. But when folks say that Dick Tomey put a lot of leadership pressure on Kelvin Ephon Mm-hmm. That's not exaggeration. Mm-hmm. The respect that Tommy had for Efan mm-hmm. is is everything that you've heard, mm-hmm. and there was a belief there that he was that 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 his makeup was such that he could handle it. Mm-hmm. And I think that went. He wasn't the only leader on that team by any stretch of the imagination, but he was somebody who Tommy put a lot. of responsibility onto.
0: Because when I think you look at it, you look at the best players on that team. And while Kelvin was very, very good, there were guys that were kind of the next level type guys. I don't think that he would dispute that. Like, you talk about Chris McAllister. Mm -hmm. McAllister was just a guy that came in there and was just, you should be at USC. Or you should be at, uh, you you should. And he
1: would have been if he didn't have a junior college Correct. Uh You shouldn't
0: be here. But you know what will take you since you. Yes. Yes. But but McAllister was never the guy that you were going to look at and say, you know, McAllister was never going to be the guy that you were going to look at and say, you know, we need you to rally the masses, okay? You're our best player by a mile. Same with a guy like Trunk Candidate. Trunk Candidate, you know, left here is arguably... Well, no, I don't think it was arguably.
1: Left here is... The- yeah, I, I know you prefer the comment. Sure, because you know right? we 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 were kindred souls. I know yeah. you prefer the comment, uh, yeah. but
0: you know what? I don't prefer. There's the a Comet.
1: bias from the old guys. Yes, right. I don't prefer the comment here. Um, so, at the very least, on that team, candidate was a superstar running Can, back. Candidate was candidate. Ver- a Canada. 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 Was a guy who runs a four-two something Let forty. Me ask Let me ask you this: Who can't be caught is a pretty good running Would back. Candidate
0: be on your Mount Rushmore of Arizona running backs?
1: Hmm. No. Okay, no, there we go. Teddy Roosevelt would be. Well, right, and
0: the Cactus Comet <laughs> times three. <laughs> yes. But either way. But Candidate wasn't going to be that guy either that was going to, you know... Be that guy that was going to get to Keith Smith and Ortiz Jenkins and say, "Hey, yeah, that's hey, probably I, true. I need you guys mm-hmm. to be able to do XY and, and again, say-
1: there there may be some folks, and, and Kelvin may be somebody who can give you some breakdown eh, behind the now. scenes, and possibly has. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, you, you know, I would
0: suggest to it, you that he has. Okay.
1: Uh, the, the, that would be able to explain that dynamic behind the scenes. But mm-hmm. to Jenkins and Smith credit, right. and to Tommy's credit and the coaching staff, there was a lot of maturity there that was able to balance the potential difficulty of a two quarterback system. And this is an era where the two quarterback system was not a popular thing. Right. And for some folks, it's still not a popular thing. Mm-hmm. You know, which I which I certainly understand, but there there are exceptions to every rule, and for Arizona it seemed to work pretty well. Now, I have no problem with is
0: I, I think it's a little bit overrated when somebody says, "Well, if you if you only have one quarterback, you don't or only two quarterbacks, you don't have any." Well, you know, in theory that sounds cool, but at the
1: end of the day, we've also seen that it can work. Yeah, there are examples that it can work. Yes, there It's, are. it's obviously not the preferred option. True. But you, 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 you deal with what you have. Mm-hmm. And if you can make it work, more power to you. And there have been examples of it working right had there been a lot of examples of it failing sure but there have also been a lot of examples of one quarterback systems failing too uh, yeah there's going to be a lot of them let's talk about
0: another one on the other side that sometimes you got to have a little bit of an insight to be able to see what the quarterback is thinking and or excuse me what the coach is thinking and that's also where betonline.ag can help you make some money you know what you got a little bit of an inside you know information on who a quarterback would be you might want to throw some money at betonline.ag i'm not saying that betonline.ag has a line about Gunnar cruz or will Plummer being the starting quarterback as a matter of fact i'd be pretty surprised <laughs> if they did but that would be the place that you would go there's no doubt about it and you know what if you wanted it sure beats going up to vegas to be able to put that line in and that's where rockauto.com would come into play though if you were going to drive up to vegas but there's no reason to go up to vegas anymore because you have betonline.ag period and you know what Let's talk about another quarterback controversy on the other side. Thanks for keeping a locked on Wildcats with John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. Matt Scott, Nick Foles. I think this is a really interesting one to be honest with you. This was a very interesting one because if you were going to come up with your Mount Rushmore of U of A quarterbacks, I think you could make a pretty strong case that these two are on there.
1: Yeah, boy. Scott's a little bit more difficult. Scott's I think to make sure. than, than, than Foles is. Foles is but, obviously yeah. on there. Uh huh. I, I, yeah. I, he's, certain, he's certainly of ranked off the top of your. Oh God, no! You're going. Oh, how about off the top of your head? Yeah, you're better the, at this than I am. I, off the top of all right. You're going. You want to name your four best quarterbacks in Arizona, don't you? And you know what? And you're not going to name Tom Tunnicliffe, probably. Oh, I'm going to name Tom. No Tunnicliffe. way. Yeah, I'm. You're going to name da- Tom Tunnicliffe.
0: My dad. That's impressive. My dad actually met Tom Tunnicliffe one time, uh-huh. and he told, uh, and he always shares this story about Tunnicliffe. And I would assume, in hindsight, Tom Tunnicliffe probably knew that he messed up, but he would tell he was when he was uh, coming out of the U of A, he was telling certain teams that he would only play for certain teams. Well, you know what? That works if you're Eli Manning. That doesn't work if you're built like John Schuster or Mike Luke. Either way, Tom Tannencliff is on that list. Nick Foles is on that list. Keith Smith is on that list. And then after that,
1: the fourth one's always the toughest. The I, fourth one's always the most controversial. Not sure that I. Who would you take for a season over Matt Scott? That's a that's a good question. A good for question. one season, it's kinda like Matt Scott is the Khalid Reeves of Arizona football quarterbacks. Right, exactly. You know, you've got the one season thing, but was he really the best player? Right. Or was exactly. he really the best in that right, you know category? Sure. It's it. but but that becomes back to your controversy aspect of it. This was a really because because what Stoops wanted to do, and and to his credit, his his strategy was right. He came at it from a a, a defensive coordinator mentality, and that mentality was, I want to run the offense that was most difficult for me to stop. Mm-hmm. And he looked at Matt Scott as being a great two threat quarterback, a guy who could run, a guy who could pass. That was and, and so so the logic was there. I get the logic. Problem was that Scott started off so slowly, and we talked about this on yesterday's podcast. Was a guy who just had a tendency to make mistakes mm-hmm. at the weirdest times. Mm-hmm. So you could see the potential, but the results just didn't add up. He'd make he'd make the wrong call on the field. He'd read, mm-hmm. you know, he'd read. There was just circumstances. something that there, 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 there something was something was that just something wasn't, wasn't working. Clicking, right, it wasn't working early on, and Stoops resisted mm-hmm. and resisted and resisted. Meanwhile, behind him is this guy who the players behind the scenes are behind they wanted Foles. Uh-huh. the team wanted Foles to be the guy i think they thought in practice and they see earlier on before everybody else does you're playing one guy who isn't getting it and putting us in trouble from an offensive standpoint there's this other guy in practice who's making all the right plays uh-huh. and you're taking forever making that change uh-huh. and and so when the change was made from Foles away from scott i think the players the thing that's imperative here is that Foles was an instant success in that regard, and the players galvanized, uh, galvanized wow. behind him. Right. Sure. Yeah, and 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 that went a long way toward the arrival of Nick Foles, who was a really good potential quarterback who came from a good pedigree and a lot of other things and, and, and had the mental acumen necessary and, and the skill set as well to be successful, but looked like a working project mm-hmm. and, or, or progress and looked like the guy who was next in line to Matt Scott if this is the way you wanted to do it. But, Foles advanced quicker and Scott struggled mm-hmm. it took scott longer than they anticipated and the players got behind Foles, and that was good news for arizona and, and but
0: in all fairness you know on all fairness to the players you could definitely tell Foles. you know was it against iowa that Foles went in yeah and you're like i remember watching him throwing a fade pass and i'm like i haven't seen a quarterback here in 15 right. years that could make that that yep. make that pass that's right but some guys and this kind of goes back to the quarterback uh situation that we were talking about a little bit though some guys and nick Foles is the epitome of this in college and in the NFL, and that they are gamers. That like, like, I I haven't talked with one person that was at all those practices with Matt Scott and Nick Foles who said that that Matt Scott shouldn't have been the starter. I haven't talked to one person. Even Jamino thinks that he should be a starter, and Jamino generally not right on a lot of stuff. Sorry, Anthony, I'm just kidding with you. You're the best. Um, but at being the worst, the worst. Yes, exactly that anyway but yeah but so some guys are just you know some guys are just built a little bit differently I would even go a step further in the NFL I've never seen a guy that is a terrible regular season quarterback but somehow if you get into the postseason you should put him in the starting lineup. Yeah. It, it's crazy. Uh-huh. There's just there's something about yeah. Foles. It's almost
1: like there's Earl Morrill and Nick Foles.
0: Yes, exactly. I think that that's it. But you know but the weird thing about Foles is that Foles has done it like multiple times. True. So, no. yeah. Where it's uh-huh. like you bench him during the regular season and you're almost like alright we can just get to the playoffs and <laughs> right. throw Nick yes. Foles in there. Yes. And then you know And so, sure enough he, he, and, and, he responds. And, 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 sure,
1: and He's responding. And, and sure enough he does. But but. but but then it became interesting when Foles ultimately left and Scott decided to come back. That year that Scott had, I think, was a combination of two positive things: new coach uh-huh. and he finally got it. Uh-huh. And maybe there was maybe he matured. Uh-huh. Maybe there was after a while no pressure, right? Because it was his team was for one year team. to see what was ultimately going to happen. And his and his year was phenomenal. The year was so good, right? That from a fan standpoint, you're looking at it and saying how, what, what? And on, on how, that guy that, that guy wasn't here four years ago. Right, who is three years ago? Who is, years, who is right, that guy? Right, right exactly. And, and it was one of those things, I think in a weird way, even though he was long gone and Arizona fans were happy that he had moved on, it almost validated Scott's senior season. That extra year almost validated what Stoops had seen all uh, along. Right. And, and what Stoops was understanding in a practice situation. I don't know if he... I think the thing that I think the mistake that Stoops made was that he stuck with Scott too long. Mm-hmm. Not that he didn't see Scott's potential. Mm-hmm. He understood Scott's potential, and as you mentioned with Jamino seeing practices in those circumstances, could see it in a practice situation, right. but didn't recognize that Foles was a gamer. Mm-hmm. And it took him too long to do that, and it took a long time for Arizona to ultimately recover as well. And I think that probably hurt Stoops from a Cachet standpoint Among the fan base Right When Foles came out As fast as he did To ultimately perform As well as he did But ultimately I mean even Scott Who looked like As a sophomore He was never Going to play Anything He just even looked Even suggesting That playing Beyond looked, college looked, Was there He just he looked completely, he looked over, almost and, made almost made the cut with the Jaguars, and he, didn't he? And
0: yeah, and he looked physically overwhelmed, yeah, too, which I yeah. think is what really threw a lot of And then as a senior, there. he grew
1: into it, and,
0: and it was remarkable. Now, these weren't around at the time, but when you see the metamorphosis that occurred, it's almost like he was consuming Bilt Bar, because he was able to put the past in the past and develop into a new person. And I think when somebody starts consuming Bilt Bars after getting into the gym... It's not your same workout anymore. It's the workout where you're saying to yourself, this is a lot different.
1: So it's a workout is, with
0: a guy with an edge. This is a guy with workout. Some people work out with a guy named Chad. Mm-hmm. Some people work out with a built bar. And I would suggest to you that the person that works out with a built bar is going a lot further in life. For John Schuster, I'm Mike Lee.